Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. How's it going, Peter? How are you doing? It's going okay. I'm doing all right. It's the first time we've uh, spoken to each other this week, isn't it? It's the only time we're going to speak to each other this week. Absolutely madness. It's it's a it's a busy old week here in in the fictitious Triple Jump Towers in which we reside. Yeah. Just uh, just a couple of busy boys having to catch up on holiday that we have accrued that we have been instructed we need to take and therefore having to sort of do extra work on the days we're in just to make sure that <laughs> things still keep ticking over that's what holiday is isn't it once yeah. you get to a certain level of job you know once you've kind of you've left the the soul destroying retail work that you maybe started out doing mm. that we you know we've all been there Suddenly, when you've got responsibilities, you have to make sure that things are going to be get, be happening when you're not around. Absolutely. So, Ironically, taking holiday means that you have to work harder on the days yeah. leading up to and coming back from holiday. Exactly, yeah. Which is sort of yeah. messed up. But hey, what are you going to do, huh? Will you compl- yeah. complain on a podcast? I don't think so. What are you so. going to do? Wipe your tears away with your paycheck? With all, that, with all that money, all that billions of pounds that you're earning making stupid videos on the internet. Yeah. Cry me a river, idiot. Cry me a flipping river. Cry me yeah. flipping river. Hey, uh, speaking of billions that we make on the internet, yeah. uh, we get a sponsor for this podcast each and every week. It's real. It's a totally real video game sponsor. Peter, I think you have the ad read with you now. I, th- I believe a carrier pigeon brought it to you earlier. It certainly did. I've got it right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you aware that uh, at time of recording, a few a few days ago, Ubisoft did their, their annual... Um, catering conference no did they they did yeah they do they do one every every uh every year it's sort of it, it's kind of gets overshadowed by ubisoft forward which oh. they don't actually oh, do every I watched year that but, one. yeah uh well the, the the small the small catering convention that they they do annually that that has happened as well um so we're just sort of sponsored by them in general and we're, we're kind of here to just announce some of their new products that they're releasing okay it's very exciting okay um uh, obviously, for the uh, for the sweet tooths among you, there's some some Assassin's Creed vanilla uh, oh, available. I love that one; it's so bland. It is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you fancy something a bit more savoury, um, Watchdogs Cajun. Oh, mm. That's also a good one. The best kind of chicken, Watchdogs Cajun. Yeah, riles, uh, riles a few people up that one. 
It does, yeah. They talked a little bit about their Far Cry mix, which is mm. like a, mm-hmm. you know, well, no one knows what it is. It's just bit different bits of things. Right. Uh, but it tastes good. It tastes varied. That's what it tastes like. Like Far Cry mix. Like those, uh, like Star Mix. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Um, and that was that was the bulk of it, really. I was a bit disappointed that um, there was no talk of Beyond Pudding Treacle. But, uh, you know, what can you do? It's too much. You've got to stop there. You've got to pull it. You've got to pull out. You've got to pull out. <laughs> Abort. Abort. <laughs> Fortunately, none of that is real. Whoa, what? That's crazy. Because, ironically, uh, I was also at a different Ubisoft convention. But this was for their book publishing arm called Ubisoft Forward. Oh yeah, okay. Where they just yeah. uh, they all they do is they just dedicate a page of several books to a paragraph about loved ones, you know. Right. Yeah. And that one is yeah. real. You can take that to the bank. For John, that's a, <laughs> that's someone it. just steps up to the microphone and says for John, and then <laughs> everyone everyone claps yeah, and it's everyone amazing. Claps for John. Wow. Yeah. The, yes, that was a real spot. No, it wasn't a real sponsor. God, it gets so confusing because they're so they seem so real. They do, don't they? They seem so believable. They always seem so real. No, the real sponsor, of course, are our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions for this podcast. I usually put out the question post on a Tuesday morning, and we fetch the questions on a Wednesday afternoon. But of course, because the schedule's a little bit higgledy-piggledy the last week or so, uh, with holidays and stuff, I actually put it out on Friday. Crazy. Ooh. Yeah, and I got the questions what? on uh, Tuesday night. It was a bit mad, but we did get questions. Questions from people such as... Oh, such as Robert James, two first names. Uh, by the way, where are we walking? Oh, that's a very good point. We are walking through the uh, Ubisoft catering convention. Oh, fantastic. There's one for James to somehow... Just a catering convention, James. Fine. Just, that'll just be fine. any kind of... That'll yeah, be fine. Just ge- generic convention. <laughs> Maybe stick a sort of burger on one of the banners or something. Yes. It's up to you. Robert James asks a question. What are some reasons you guys would put away consoles and move to PC gaming? Ooh. Oh, when they stop making consoles. <laughs> no, it's very easy to be flippant about this, I feel, because we have, uh, you know, you're you're far more PC leaning than I am. I d- but I, I feel like we, we frequently discuss our, our love for consoles and so on. Yeah. And it's, it is very easy to just say, oh, flip PC gaming, it's too complicated. But g- genuinely, mine... Uh, my my love for, for for console gaming comes from the fact that I've never had a PC that could run any kind of game ever ever. Yeah. And so I don't. I'm so unknowledgeable about it that every time I try and play a PC game on on my work PC that I have at home at the moment, or you know when we were at the Yogscast for a year, and people were saying, "Oh, install these mods, and you got to have these plugins," and I was like, "I just don't." Someone's going to have to come in here and do this for me. It, yeah. It just feels like an entirely different language. So in terms of what would make me go to PC gaming, it would genuinely have to be something like uh, maybe Sony Folds or all of their games are bad or something along those lines. PC gaming becomes more affordable than console gaming. I don't know. It would it would have to be it would have to be a real like really monumental financial situation. I, th- I feel like a financial shift for me to move to PC gaming from console gaming, I think. Yeah, but I think also uh, not just the financial aspect, which you're absolutely right, is is you know can be a big big part of it. But just I just want the games to work. 
You know, even if you fork out like a grand for a really good PC, you can just have issues because it's not compatible with this or you've got this thing switched on or oops, your firewall or whatever. (laughs) And, you know, at least, I mean, once upon a time, consoles really were pick up and play or plug in and play or whatever. You would stick the disc in, turn it on Mm -hmm. and the game would load and you've literally just taken the game out of its cellophane, you know. Nowadays, it's not quite that because there is installation and downloads and also you know maybe they've released the game earlier than they should and there are some glitches with it but generally speaking you at least come home and it's probably going to sort of work mm-hmm. uh but with pc gaming even if you have a high-end machine uh you know there there's just random issues that you can get i find that just sometimes defy all explanation and you have to go onto a forum and say here's the issue I'm having and they say okay can you copy and paste all of your PC specs here or can you give me the error code or and it's just a bit ugh, it's just a bit much you know I do have I mean as you say I play PC games a little bit more than you do Mm -hmm. uh, but still not much I've got a couple of reasons that I do slash would play PC a bit more Um, I think the modding scene is a lot easier to do. Mm-hmm. I know that like Bethesda is like has console mods now that you can download, but for the most part, you know, if you want to mod stuff, it's a lot easier to do on PC. Um, obviously, streaming is pretty simple. If you, I mean, if you get a capture card, then you can just play console games instead. But I find it a little bit easier just to have everything on one machine when I'm streaming. So there's that. Uh, but I think the the main thing is that. For as long as Sony refused to, to do backwards compatibility, uh, you know, I'll I'll definitely be turning to uh, PC for at least um, emulating PS1 and PS2 games. You know, I do own a PS2, but I kind of I don't have to faff around plugging it in to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a it's just a little monolith or like a uh, it's almost like a shrine to <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> It's it's where it's, it sort of lives in the corner of my room and just represents a dead era. Right. Um, yes. Given that even I don't use the one that I own. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. No. I, uh, so uh, emulation is, is a good thing. I think you're, I think you're bang on there with, 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 with the things that you said. It is... It is it is definitely worth mentioning that, that consoles are moving seemingly more in the direction of PC games anyway or, or a PC-like experience with all the... The updates and the live service elements and the always online and that kind of stuff and it's not it's not always great but it's still significantly simpler on console when something goes wrong to know what's going wrong you know yeah. There's, it's one of a few things and it's easily solvable but yeah consoles it's ease of use um, it's the financial aspect it's 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 a multitude of things but I think ultimately and I'm not sure if this is the case for you as well but for me certainly it ties into the fact that I just prefer consoles for no beyond the reasons that I that we both stated I just have a preference for playing on a console than I do for playing on a PC and it's going to take a fair bit to uh to sort of switch that around for me I think yeah couch gaming as well I think I know yeah. you can set up your your PC so you can play on a TV with a controller but at that point why aren't you just playing a console to be honest yeah um yeah. uh so yeah there's there's that aspect too and also trophies of course trophies and exclusives and exclusives you know? yeah xbox <laughs> well, so uh, many reasons i think the xbox chief is it phil spencer i think someone someone from xbox recently came out and said that uh that sony having so many exclusives is sort of like not 
fair play or something like that. It's against the spirit of gaming because it. What? I don't know. It's bollocks, isn't it? Really, as it's a really strange criticism to have. I don't really understand it. I know they're trying. I know they're trying to, you know, with with their new platform, or as we've discussed before, sort of make Xbox a, a service. It's sort of moving in that direction rather than a platform, so you can play their games on loads of different devices, that sort of stuff. But it does seem like a strange criticism, and I don't think Sony's going to shift from that perspective anytime soon. But uh, yeah, exclusives also play a huge part in in that. That that Usain Bolt, I think it's not really fair play that he just runs so fast. Yeah, what's you know? that about? He should run in his own race. Yeah, why he, he should just run at the same speed as everyone else, really. Yeah. If, you know, that would be more fair. Is, yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, speaking of <laughs> exclusives or or just games in general, I suppose it's time for a section that's brand new and no one's ever heard of it before. It's groundbreaking. It's earthquaking. It's earth shattering. Uh, can you? What is it, Peter? Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's what we play. Uh, it's what we play in time. This is the section where we talk about what we play in. Peter, what we play in. Oh, we playing some stuff. <laughs> I uh, I've been streaming, of course, as we do every week. Uh, finished Spyro the Dragon number Ooh. one. That was fun. The PS One version I've been playing. Emulated on PC. Oh my goodness! Oh, Look a, at that. There you go. A link. Yeah. Uh, and I've uh, started the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm I'm playing that in a uh, in a bit of a weird way where I'm I'm sort of trying not to be a hero. Okay. I've got an alternate alternate start mod. Where you, uh, it might even be this. I don't know if we used it for um, for uh, responsible zoo owner or not. Mm. I, I don't know if we maybe we just sort of set that up ourselves rather than used a. I think we did. We, we woke up on a ship. Remember? Yeah, yeah. That's the one I chose for for this. Oh, one. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, I'm sort of. I want to see, uh, obviously, what I can manage to do in Skyrim without being the dragonborn, but also. You know, also try and keep it interesting for a stream. So I don't just want to be a really boring man who just chops wood from dawn till dusk, which you can do in Skyrim if you really want to, mm. to make money. But yeah. Uh, however, that aside, uh, you know, streams aside, I ended up starting up a separate Skyrim run because I really enjoyed playing it on my stream. Oh, so wow. I'm playing it legit as well. Uh, well, not legit. I'm playing it with the alternate start mod, but... I'm I'm going around being still being a a hero and a quester. Yeah. Um. So playing it slightly more legit, but without the main quest because I'm not really bothered about the main quest. I've still never finished it in Skyrim because I'm I just doesn't interest. You me. never finished the main you quest. Know. Never ever. Oh I've man. seen I've seen some like YouTube um playthroughs of it and stuff, but it's yeah. it's just another one of those underwhelming Bethesda RPG final quests where it's like it's the epic final battle with twelve people on screen. Yeah. And there's there's a nice skybox, and that's kind of it. Yes, um, yes. All the aurora borealis. Yes, exactly. So outside of streaming, I've I've still been I've played a bit of Skyrim anyway, uh, and I've also for for a video that I would like to do uh, on some more weird PS1 games coming up. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Jurassic Park video games on the PS1, Ooh. of which there are two. Yes. Um, just uh, uh, the there's the Lost World adaptation, mm-hmm. and um, uh, there's the the fighting game that they have, the one-on-one fighter. Yes. Are you aware of that? Tekenosaur. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm interested in maybe looking at the weirdest dinosaur games on the PS1, of which there are several. Yeah. Um, That'd be so, cool. Yeah. Been been doing a bit of bit of research. Oh, nice! Amazing. 
Yeah. It's fun. Uh, so that's it. That's what I've been playing. Uh, what have you been playing, Ben? Well, I have finished off Resident Evil Revelations, so I've ticked that off my Resi backlog of, of sort of trying to work, work my way through the Resi games. I do intend to start Resi 4 soon, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll let you know how I find that, but I'm sure... It will be a step up from Resident Evil Revelations, which was not good at all. Aww. It was rubbish. It was really yeah. rubbish. Uh, so now, as far as I'm aware, I've got Code Veronica, Revelations 2, 4, and then I don't want to play the new ones because they're too spooky. But I think <laughs> that'll pretty much be all the main ones that I'll have played then. Um, yeah, it will. So I'm getting there. This is, uh, this is, me, this is me proving to emotionally scarred childhood Ben that you can play the Resident Evil games and come out the other side intact. You can do it. Absolutely. It's possible yeah. after my emotionally upsetting experience yeah. where it nearly, you know, turned me into some uh, block of stone, petrified Absolutely. me in place. <laughs> yes. I think you'll be okay with Resi 4. It's a bit spookums at times, but it's it's mostly a, a silly action game. Cool. I was fine with 2 yeah. and 3, and I feel like those are yeah, more yeah. geared oh, well, towards yeah, horror yeah. Than, than perhaps they 4 are, is, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I've I've only heard good things, so yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, apart from that, I actually started a new game in Batman: Arkham Asylum. Oh, look at me and you both playing old games I this know, week. I know, going back to from stuff. I think Arkham Asylum is yeah, it's somehow it feels like Skyrim should have come out before Arkham Asylum, but it's the other way around. 2009 for Asylum, and 11 for oh, right, yeah. for Skyrim, but yeah. It, I got. Uh, I've always wanted to get the Return to Arkham collection on PS4 because I really like uh, City and Asylum, and you know I wanted to play them again. I haven't played them since the, the the PS3 times where I tried to get all the trophies and then gave up because they were too hard. Uh, yeah, and I thought there's a small window here between finishing The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima coming out, and I thought, you know what, I will I will hop in and give this a try, and it's still a very 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 good game. I have, Excellent. Got that it's good far. to know. I'm only a few hours in, but uh, yeah, still great. Just did the first Scarecrow encounter, and uh, it's a clever game. It's a very clever game. It is. I remember the Scarecrow encounters. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Spookums. And, well, not uh, spookums. Well, yes. Well, it's a little bit spookums. There's a bit with your parents in the body bags and stuff. That was oh, yeah. it's a little yeah. bit upsetting. You know, you, mm. you, you go into the morgue, and it's yelling at you saying, get out, get out, and it's slamming all the doors. And then when you try to leave, you walk into the same morgue through the same oh. door but this time there's oh, no. there's Bodhi bags and who's inside it's mother and father and, mother and father. they're saying why didn't you save us child with, yeah. with your superpowers I'm just a, it's your fault all my pearls got lost in the cobbles it was weird she was wearing her pearls so I don't know you know uh-huh. that's it's a, a mistake isn't it what a blunder um, <laughs> it certainly is I'm just imagining a 10 year old Bruce Wayne just built like adult Bruce Wayne punching <laughs> Jack Napier or save whoever us. it was. Save us, Bruce. I'll save yeah. you, mother. It would be amazing. Anyway, uh, apart from that, that's actually, you know what, that's it. That's it. Uh, obviously, Ghosts of Tsushima is coming out on Friday. And so it by is. the time this comes out, I will hopefully have played a little bit of it and I'll talk about it next week. But that game's reviewed fine and yeah. uh you know I, I was thinking do i cancel my pre-order if it you know scores below a certain amount because open world games as we've spoken about on this podcast before they really have to be a cut above for for me for me to spend any time on it they do there's a lot to do in open world games and i just don't have that time and a lot of games are open world now so 
it scored well enough for me to want to give it a go. So I will feedback on that next week. Oh, that's, that's good to know. I hope you enjoy Thank it. Thank you. So do I. Uh, with that, we can move on to question two. Mm. Would you like to read it? I shall. This is from Stefan Goslinski. And yes. Stefan says, What was your best, or random, online multiplayer experience? I've been playing through the Soulsborne games inspired by Ben and Babs, and I've had some lovely, heartwarming experiences with random people from around the world who popped in to help me beat a tough boss, or just hang out and run around the level. Are there any such moments for you guys where random folks online have restored your hope in humanity? Ah, uh, those Soulsborne games are real heartwarming, aren't they? They are. The people are so <laughs> friendly and lovely in Soulsborne games, they just want to help. They do. Uh, man, I don't know. So I, uh, I've, I've talked before about how probably my favorite and probably longest running uh, online gaming experience was with Halo 3. Mm -hmm. I played that for years as a teen and had a great time. Um, and just sort of generally, I don't have a specific memory there necessarily, uh, but just, you know, random squads that you would kind of pick up on an evening, you get match made together and... Uh, then you'd maybe just stick around and keep playing the same game for the rest of your session and maybe get get chatting a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I would sometimes be on voice, not always, but, uh, you know, it's interesting speaking to people who were quite often from uh, from the US rather than the UK. Mm -hmm. um, and that was nice, just, you know, meeting meeting people and saying, hey, do you want to stick together for the next, next round or whatever? It's like the pre-Discord uh, days, right? Because it seems like everyone's a member. I mean, we've got one ourselves, our own community, yeah. but it feels like everyone online can quite easily exist in an online community now. But uh, it used to be a lot harder, didn't it? It wasn't always that easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, a, you know, you meet meet strange people or random people that you've you know, they're maybe quite different to you in some ways, and mm. it's just quite interesting. Uh, other than that, though, I used to play the odd MMO as a child. Uh, never played any WoW, but uh, RuneScape and Guild Wars, uh, I played both of those. And just, I remember particularly in RuneScape, uh, in my first couple of days or weeks, I would kind of just hang around outside the bank and ask people for free stuff. And occasionally, people would give you free stuff, mm -hmm. and it would be like, what? That's That's wild. Uh, I remember this guy giving me a black sword. I think black Whoa. was just the name of the material rather than an adjective, yeah. of, like the color. It was was it that was between iron and mithril, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gave me a black long sword, and I was like, "Oh wow, are you, are you sure? Really? Wow, thank you." And maybe <laughs> gave me some gold as well. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, have it." And uh, I had a similar thing in Guild Wars where someone gave me an amazing bow mm -hmm. just because they were that high level. And uh, just moments like that, I think, as well, made me think it was the first time that anyone had even been able to give me anything in a video game because I didn't generally play online at all back then. Yeah. So to know that there are strangers out there who you can encounter in an online game and that they'll just do nice things for you was uh, just a new experience and quite a nice one, I suppose. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. What about you? Uh, I also had an experience in RuneScape. It actually wasn't that long ago. It was uh, a couple of years ago now, uh, yeah. where there was there's this there's this weird party room. I think is what it's called. I was playing RuneScape Classic, and um, you have to like pop the balloons. People, there's like a chest that you can. Everyone who goes into the room can deposit stuff in the chest, and sometimes it's crap, but a lot of times people will put quite high level and valuable items in there, and then. 
Someone has to pull the lever when everyone's ready, and these items will be randomly assigned into balloons that fall from the ceiling. And everyone in that right. room has to click on these balloons as fast as possible. And when you stamp on the balloon, if it has something in it, it'll be on the floor, and you'll pick it up. So it's sort of like a random lottery based on the tat that people want to feed into the system. And I was in that room once, and someone had, and I can't remember what it was called. It was some kind of um, special item in-game that granted you a year's membership. And it has a special name in-game. And for some reason, in-game, it's worth like two, three million coins, something like that. And people just trade them around at that value. They don't seem to actually... Um, they don't seem to actually use them, as far as I could right. tell. Anyway, they're just valuable items that you can own. And uh, this guy was in there commanding the whole room, saying, right, I've got one of these. Who wants it? Have a dance-off. The best person who dances wins. And I was stood in okay. the corner of the room, and everyone just started dancing, saying, me, me, give it to me. And I said, I refuse to dance for this. And yeah. at the end, he said, you've won it. Here you go. <laughs> And he gave it to me, and I went to the Grand Exchange, and I sold it, and for the first time in my RuneScape life, I was rich, and I could buy anything I wanted. And it was incredible. sold it. I became a multi-millionaire in RuneScape immediately because of that strange act. I love that people just trade them around at high value rather than that really that's that's what economy is mm-hmm. that's how economy works it's just knowing that this thing has value but not to me and maybe not even to the person I'm selling it to but they will give me millions of gold yes. for it that's just weird that 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 construct made it into video games but mm-hmm. you know there's a, there's loads of MMOs and stuff that have their own economies and stuff especially in South Korea yes yeah, absolutely. It's wild. Absolutely. So, yeah. so that was a good one. I like that one. Another one was actually in Soulsborne, uh, because as much as we joke about how they, you know, it's it's a lovely, uplifting experience in Soulsborne. Unless you're, there's a lot of people who will grief you, who will come in with special builds, custom design, where they have one HP, but they deal twelve thousand damage because they're wearing yeah. like six rings that completely debilitates them, but also makes them very powerful, and they'll just come in and kill you. Because that's what they want to do, you know, for their YouTube lol compilations or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you'll genuinely encounter people who are decent and upstanding. And because there's no voice chat and there's no text chat, there's sort of this unwritten way of communicating through gestures and like bringing up your shield and lowering it again and that sort of stuff where you're just trying to sort of uh, communicate via primitive means, you know. <laughs> Yeah, And there was one time where I was playing with Sparkles, actually, a little while ago. And uh, and there's this item you can get in-game that turns you into a barrel or a piece of scenery. And it's right. like a single-use item. And it just lets you hide in the level, basically. So I got invaded, turned into a barrel. Sparkles turned into a barrel. And then automatically, because of the com- a covenant I was in... It automatically summoned someone in to defend me because I'd been invaded. That person then found us, saw that we were barrels, also became a barrel. The (laughs) invader ran up the stairs, saw that we were all barrels spinning on the spot, and then became a barrel as well. And we all started slowly making our way through the level as a parade of four barrels, just slowly (laughs) sliding along the floor. And we went, we did this for a few minutes, and it was really, really funny. And then when we got we got to sort of like a ladder, and we dropped down it, and it automatically got rid of the the, the barrel effect. And uh, yeah. the the invader just waved and bowed, and then left without Aww. killing anyone. And it was it was a very wholesome and fun experience. 
How lovely. Yeah, yeah. delightful. Absolutely delightful. But uh, yeah, things like that do happen in online games, just not very often. Yeah, oh, that's nice. You could describe it as weird, though, couldn't you? You could actually describe it as weird, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, you know something else you could describe as What's weird? Reach for your, reach okay, for your I've prop. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. You know something else you could describe as weird? Yeah. Weird news! Oh, no, it made me sneeze, it's so weird. Bless oh, you. Oh, my goodness. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's weird news time. It's time for weird news from around the gaming world of weirdness. I struggled to find something truly weird this week, so I've just sort of gone with, wow, that's a little odd. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was Slim Pickens, wasn't it? I had to go back to the 7th of July, which oh was technically over a week ago at time of recording. <laughs> Before so the last podcast. Have, yeah, this could have made it in. This could have been very, very fresh news in the last <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um but alas, it's some weird olds this week. Mm-hmm. But here we go. Um, it's It's got one word in it that, again, might not be okay for the YouTube metadata, but we'll see. Okay. According to kotaku.co.uk and Alistair Jones, the deputy head of weird news, yes. I think, over there. Mm-hmm. Sims modders are taking action against sperm eyeliner. No, what is that? They they are. It's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. That makes it sound like there's something really bad <laughs> that's been officially added to the game. Yeah. Uh, last month, it's only a short article, by the way. Last month, The Sims 4 received its latest expansion, Eco. Uh, sorry, Eco Lifestyle. Let players clean up their neighborhood neighborhoods as well as introducing a number of sustainably uh, sustainability themed activities. Hello, <laughs> I'm having a real hard time already. That was one sentence. We're nearly there. Yeah. The update uh, also granted players some new makeup options for Creator Sim, one of which is proving pretty unpopular. A Reddit post via RPS, which is... Let's hover over that link. Rock, paper, shotgun, of course. Yeah, ah, how did I miss that? Uh, highlights the new cosmetic. 
Appearing under character's eyes, it features a long tail-like shape attached to a spherical head-shaped structure, all of which is a polite way of saying it looks like a big sperm. Nice. It didn't take long before the community had coined the term sperm eyeliner, and while it's easy enough to avoid putting it on your own Sims faces, there's nothing stopping NPCs from opting for their own bold new look. As a result... Players are taking action to remove sperm eyeliner no. from the games entirely. Over the past few weeks, modders have come up with workarounds like no sperm eyeliner for random and <laughs> sperm be gone, <laughs> removing the makeup entirely uh, or attempting to mask it with new designs. To be honest, I can't say I blame them. And that's it. Wow. It doesn't even really look like sperm, I would say. It's got like shading and color to it uh it's let me i can send you a send you a picture it will be available for the, those who click the link uh okay let's have a look um it's not a very big image but yeah okay that... i mean not really is it no it looks like a, an like, apostrophe yeah it's like a sperm turning a corner because the head is sort of turned sideways i would say I mean, um, I can't pretend to know anything about fashion or makeup, but uh, it's a it's a bizarre choice of eyeliner, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the real sin here. Not that it looks like sperm, but just that anyone would ever think that looked good at all on yeah, their face. Yeah, I mean, all the power to you if you want to wear it. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> there's no quicker way of, of, of ruining the reputation of makeup than by comparing it to sperm, I suppose. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. man, are we going to be able to run with that as our lead story? Or will YouTube have a bad time with it? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask Adam, maybe. Adam, can we put sperm in our video title? Yes. Oh, yes. well, there we go. Look at that. Sorted. <laughs> because mine is also, as I said, it's like it's not great. It's not great weird news, but it's fine. Oh, God. Fallout 76 adds sperm mechanics. No, what's the other one we do? What's the other game we cover a lot? Red Dead? It's about Red Dead. That's it. You oh, got it. God's so sake. this is uh, this from Push Square. There were a few write-ups on this. I think Kotaku did a write-up, but it was 12,000 pages long and I couldn't be oh, asked. Okay. So this one is three paragraphs. I've gone with this one instead. <laughs> uh, this is Push Square from Sammy Barker. We know that one. You may not have noticed Rocked... I should read you the headline, shouldn't I? What is going on today? Red Dead Online fans demonstrate their disappointment by dressing as clowns. Oh, okay. And there we go. Spooky. It's really spooky. You may not have noticed Rockstar's abandonment of Red Dead Online, but franchise fans certainly have. While the company continues to pour obscene sums of money into adding features to GTA Online, it's been a whopping seven months since the Western's acclaimed Moonshine update, and the wait for additional content is clearly getting to fans. The video embedded above shows an entire lobby of players dressed as clowns. According to a report on PC Games N, this all started on Discord and Reddit, where fans have been holding impromptu fashion shows. Since we're all clowns for believing we'll get an update, it's fitting that we dress as them in-game too, one of the organisers explained. To be honest, we really appreciate stuff like this. Rockstar may have effectively abandoned the game, but fans are finding new ways to make their own fun, and we suppose that's testament to the strength of the original package. Alas, with GTA V set to release on the PS5 next year, there's very little hope of the label turning its attention elsewhere. So there we go. Uh, People are dressing up as clowns. Uh, it doesn't quite, as I said, doesn't quite go as in-depth as the other article that I read, but I think people... 
on the Discord, they're employing people to to fill a variety of roles from the circus spectrum, including knife throwers and uh, jugglers and mimes and strongmen and all sorts. So there's a very good chance if you play Red Dead online, you will bump into someone who looks like they work at a circus. Oh, And that wow. is why, because uh, people feel like clowns because they're waiting for an update that may never come. <laughs> I love that. I hope that there was a, a cavalcade of clowns carrying soup from one side of the map to the other, oh. or stew, or whatever it was. Yeah, that, Remember that? There was strong alliteration on that. A cavalcade of clowns. A cavalcade it was, of yeah. clowns carrying carrot and coriander soup. Soup, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, the stew, carrying the stew from one side of the map to the other. They should have known this game was in trouble when we read that story last year. <laughs> yeah. That, that was all they had to do was carry stew. Uh, yeah, and, and the game was still sort of fresh from the presses at that point. Yes. <laughs> there was still nothing to do. And half the fun of carrying the stew was deliberately being hit by trains. Yeah. While carrying <laughs> stew. And that was it. That new combination was so fresh and exciting that it gave them a reason to carry on playing. Uh, I think Rockstar looked at that and thought, hey, we don't need to give any more content to these guys. They can make their own fun. Yeah, they'll they'll dress as clowns. They'll carry stew. It's all good. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. But anyway, that was my weird news. Yeah. Let's move on. That's a very, very good one. Do another question. Okay. Another question from Stephen Scoots. Uh, Steven Scoots asks, or says, hello, Ben and Peter, and asks, there's been a couple of leaks happening lately, most recently with the gameplay for Watch Dogs Legion and the story for Far Cry 6. Do you guys think that leaks hinder the excitement of new games being announced or gameplay being shown? Personally, I'm still excited for these games, but I would prefer the official announcement. Keep up the fantastic work, guys. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? I think that's, that. in a word, it's a shame. Uh, because while it is exciting to have stuff leaked in that, oh man, we know about it before we're men to know about it. Cheeky, cheeky and exciting time, right? How fun. It's also kind of a shame because sometimes the surprises are really worth the surprise. You know, Final Fantasy VII Remake being announced at that, uh, at E3 a number of years ago. That was huge. That was an amazing moment. Fallout 4 being announced at that E3 and then also being announced to come out that same year. Amazing. Resident Evil 3 being leaked by its PlayStation Store assets the day of that, um, what's it called? The PlayStation State of Play. State of Play. That's state of Play. Yeah. The State of Play where they said, actually, that stupid multiplayer thing that we've been talking about that no one cares. Surprise, it's just the multiplayer component of Resident Evil 3 Remake. That would have been huge. It would have been such yeah. a huge thing. And as exciting as it is to see Giancarlo Esposito in Far Cry 6... It's, uh, it's a Far Cry game. So for me, I'm not hugely sad that it, I didn't get the full power of watching it live on the Ubisoft Forward event, right. uh, which of yeah. course was uh, at the same time as the Ubisoft catering event and the Ubisoft Forward event, which were happening yes. next door. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. I feel sorry for the people who work on the game as much as anything else and the, and the poor marketing and PR people who are probably stressing overtime to put these fires out when they start popping up all over the internet. It's got to be tough. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it does seem to be happening... Well, I don't know if it's happening any more than it ever has done, but, uh, you know, it, it happened with um, with the, the, the Crash game mm-hmm. that was uh, leaked, like, a sort of a week ahead of time with the, the box art. Um, 
And uh, I had another example before we started recording, actually. But yeah, it, it, it happens. And I think, you know, what, what I would prefer is I don't necessarily mind if I know that there's a, there's a, a group of g- gamers or video game fans who um, are really into that kind of thing. And they find it quite exciting. And it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like panning for gold or something. Mm-hmm. It's like you're happening upon something and going, oh, wow, look at this thing that was accidentally put on a Brazilian storefront or something. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of there can, there can be a lot of fun to discuss things like that. However, I almost wish that like things like that were reserved to a certain corner of the internet, which I know you can never police. There's no way that that would ever be doable. But, you know, it'd be nice if that was just left, left just reserved to the, uh, to the, the, the relevant subreddit or, mm. you know, something like that. Because I feel sorry for publishers when either their hands are forced because they know that everyone now knows about their game. And so they're like, oh, well, I suppose we better announce that next week, even though we weren't going to. Uh, or, you know, the, the moment is taken away from them. They're probably getting really excited about, hey, let's let's have this big moment and, and reveal it. Uh, and they don't get to have that. Um, but equally, it's also a shame when sometimes these things are revealed in a really grainy, low-quality form. <laughs> yes. Because it is like this small thumbnail box art that someone has taken and had to blow up to a reasonable size Mm -hmm. and it looks dreadful or it's like something that someone's recorded over the shoulder of another person in the office and has leaked that directly from the source or you know so it would be nice to also be able to see these things in a in in good quality yeah uh, when they're revealed and not just in little grainy bad quality it's like surprise reveal piracy where yes. you want to go to the cinema to to get the full viewing experience, or you could watch a version that was filmed on someone's phone in the back of a cinema yeah. with people getting up to go to the toilet. You wouldn't leak a handbag. You wouldn't. You wouldn't steal a policeman's Far Cry 6 tra- trailer either. <laughs> no, um, you wouldn't. Yeah, they should have just got uh, Giancarlo Esposito to just uh, Breaking Bad everyone, you know. Yeah, they should. Just got, got him yeah. to Gustavo Fring everyone that, uh, yeah. that watched it early. But yeah, I think, as I said, I think it's just a shame. It's it's a shame. And as you said, it makes perfect sense for publications to report this stuff because it's in their best interest too, and I don't begrudge that. And if an Ubisoft employee is a big silly idiot person and is openly working on Assassin's Creed stuff on their laptop on a train or whatever it was that happened that one time or they left that USB stick full of Assassin's Creed information on it yeah which did happen then absolutely you know that's a mistake and and I'm sure they didn't obviously they didn't intend for that to happen but if they're not being careful enough then that stuff does get out there but if it's a case of you know people hacking servers or whatever it's there's there's a different discussion that goes around uh, that goes with that I should say. Mm. However, ultimately, it's just kind of yeah. I just feel sorry for the people working on the game who want it to be revealed in all of its glory at the right time when it's ready. And uh, yeah, you have to you have to think like how would you feel? You know how how would how would one feel if uh, you've worked so hard on this big reveal trailer mm. and then it just gets. You know, the title gets leaked ahead of time or yeah. a bit of concept art or whatever. It's a shame. It is a shame, especially as that trailer purposefully doesn't show his face for a long time. You're clearly yeah. meant to think, is that him? 
Is that the is that Breaking Bad boy? Is that the guy? Is that the guy from the Mandalorian? Is that him? Is that mm. that man? Yeah. And uh, and then yeah. it reveals his face towards the end. It's like, oh my god, they've got him for Far Cry Six. None of that hit. None of that landed because yeah. everyone already knew. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just it it lessens the impact. But uh, there we go. What are you gonna do, eh? What are you gonna do? I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Yeah. Gonna move on to the final section of the podcast. Okay, I got my paper. You got your paper. Uh, yeah, oh. what's it called? Oh, it's killed the big discussion. Ah, it's big discussion time. Time for a big discussion, courtesy of B Extra or Bextra, perhaps. Yes, with Bextra, with the likes of Final Fantasy, The Last of Us, and Halo, and now Fallout as well, right? All reportedly in the works as live-action series. Are there any yes. gaming franchises you'd love to see made into a TV show? Unlike films, which generally focus on a single story arc and, and a small ensemble of characters, a serialized episodic format would allow for a deeper exploration of that fictional universe. What factors would influence your choices? The main protagonist slash antagonists? The associated lore or world building? Diversity of available characters? Are there specific plot lines you would want featured, or would you prefer an original storyline set in the in-game universe? And then Bextra goes on to say, as a long-time Lurker fan, it's been phenomenal to watch Triple Jump go from strength to strength. You boys have fostered an amazing community capable of helping folk in dark times, whether through the direct support of the lovely Walrus Clan or providing distraction with easygoing but quality entertainment. You should be immensely proud of what you and the rest of the TJ team have achieved. Much love, Keys. Much love, Keys. Thank you. Keys, Keys. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. So, Peter. Yeah. TV shows. Yeah. That we wanna that we wanna be game related, right? Right, yeah. How do you how yeah. do you want to tackle this? Well, uh maybe we could uh maybe we could pitch. Maybe I could uh come up <coughs> hello Hello Hello, I've got an appointment. You're coming. Yeah, hello hi hi take a hello? take a, hi, take a seat. Hi. 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 Uh, hi. hi. I'm I'm a video gamer. You can tell by my sunglasses and the Cheeto dust on my finger. I do see that. You have crosshairs on your sunglasses. Very cool. Very cool. Very I cool. Do it so I can cool. aim better. Welcome to uh, Flip You Entertainment. How can we flip you? What's going on? My name is uh, Big Big Cool Boss Boy. Oh. oh. Sorry. My appointment is with Johnny Flip, the CEO. Oh, okay. Okay. Hang on. Let me... Um, it's next door. Oh, oh thank, okay, thank you. Thank you. You wipe down those door handles as well, get the Cheeto dust on. <coughs> Don't cough everywhere as well. Hi, Peter. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, Johnny. I'm, yeah, I'm Johnny. Johnny Flip. Welcome to Flip You, whatever the name of my studio is. Take a seat. How can I help? Mr. Flip, thank you. Uh, I've I've come, as, as instructed, I've come prepared with a pitch for uh-huh. you. A big old pitch. Oh, yes. We make TV shows here. You certainly do, and I'm a gaming expert, oh, yeah. so I've brought a game to be made into a TV show for you. Okay, talk to me about it. Let's go. Have you ever played Surgeon Simulator? Uh, well, I mean, no, but I do. I do sort of get the concept because a, a bunch of us powerful execs we do um, we do Class A drugs, and then we that we sort of basically it's it's called expensive surgery. Um, there's, there's, right. yeah, it's just in like a, a special warehouse where a lot of us rich folk get together and just sort of play with bodies and stuff. Anyway, uh, sorry, oh, what goodness. we just yeah, what? 
Um, I, 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 I propose um, that we, we make a video, a video game TV series around Surgeon Simulator, the hit Surgeon Simulator game. Okay, I've just Googled that. It says that it's a hit and it's a game. It is. It is that. Um, so, I mean, do, do, where, do, where do you want to go with this? Do you have any questions? Yes, any? yes. Uh, so how would it work as a, as a TV show? Do you, how many episodes do you think? Is, it, is there going to be a main character? What's going to happen? Absolutely. Uh, I think there could be up to uh, 60 episodes. Um, I think, uh, you know, the Surgeon Simulator is is played from the point of view of the surgeon, of course, mm-hmm. and you move your hand around and you chop people up into pieces. I think uh, that the TV show could be done from the point of view of the bits inside the body cavity. Okay, so it's um, a, sort of like a first-person perspective, but from the organs, right? Yes, okay. Uh Everyone, everyone uh, is a, a personified organ mm-hmm. or chunk of bone mm-hmm. that's been smashed by a hammer. Okay. There's like um, a radio in there that sometimes falls in. A few syringes. Um, they've all got googly eyes, you know. They're all they're all happy little fellas. We could market them for sure. Okay. There'd be you know loads of plushy uh, options. Mm. Um, so they all live inside this person's body, and uh, the show is about how. The big surgeon man who you see looming over constantly like the moon out of the legend of Zelda. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. He's reaching in with a circular saw and it's just 60 episodes of them trying not to be chopped up or removed or replaced. Okay, so you're, you, really, you really think it has to be 60 episodes, yeah? I think it does, yeah. Okay. Or, well, I'm open to negotiation if you think it should be 120, but uh, right. it's up to and you. And it's the same body? Uh, I think it's mostly the same body. There's probably like one random episode where it's just a completely different body and similar characters. It's like a parallel universe. There's a parallel universe episode that's set inside the body of another man or woman. Okay. Um, To ground this in reality somewhat, what's wrong with the man that he needs to have surgery 60 times? Oh, nothing. There's nothing wrong with him at all. Right. That's that's part of the... It's like a horror show, but for kids. Okay, okay. Is it animated? Um, No, it's it's really photorealistic. Okay. Like, really, really... It's educational, if anything. Right, you want it to be graphic. People will, yeah, I want it to be really horribly graphic, apart from the fact that there's googly eye. In fact, I think we should film it with real flesh real live action organs and just literally stick on some of those googly eyes that you get from craft shops. Ah. Yeah. Amazing. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's and that's that's kind of it really. You know, it's just the the heartwarming slash heart wrenching slash heart chopped up by circular saw story of um some internal organs becoming external organs. Okay. And uh there's just this terrifying terrifying surgeon man or woman well, who comes and gets them all the time. I mean, as, as I said, I've, I've already sort of got contacts and hookups for uh, that kind of thing in real life. So I think we, we actually, we don't even need a budget for this. We already have a guy. How, um, does the person in which the organs live, does it, do they need to be alive for this or can they have been dead for a while? Well, they can have been. I, I was going to suggest that we get a celebrity guest to play the person. Okay. Uh, but they don't have to be alive. You know, we could use a dead celebrity. Yeah, you got a suggestion. Uh, you you know? got any suggestions? Anyone you'd like to I, exhume? I believe Walt Disney's on ice. Yeah. So, you know, we could maybe get him okay. in. Okay. I mean, I'll have to ask Walt. He is busy. 
Um, yeah, but maybe, okay. yeah, you know, this is just it's 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 it's, it's, it's executive stuff, you know. You know, we all uh, see, we all I know see. each other. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll ask him next time we go um, people hunting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll see. Brilliant. I'll see what he has to say. Uh, okay, so um, what I'm going to do is send you uh, back next door to Big Cool uh, Boss Boy. Yes. And he'll uh, show you the door, and I'll be in touch. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank okay. you. Okay, all right. Uh, take a water on your way out. You look like you need to drink something other than uh, Monster Energy. Oh, wonderful. Thank, thank you very much. Mm. Mm. No, not in here. I don't want to oh. watch that. You go. You go. You go. Yeah. Go, go, go. Okay, okay. Bye. 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 Thank you. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello. Uh, he, he told me that you'll show me the door. Oh, boss man. Oh no, sorry. I'm. I'm. Uh, my name's Ben. I'm just waiting for my appointment. The boss man's in that one. Oh, sorry. I'll go next door. Uh, okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. I hope it went well. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. <clears throat> uh, who let you in here? Uh, I just came. I just came up from this. From this. From the street. Should I not? Hello. Oh, it's my office. So, oh. do you have an appointment? Uh, yes. Yeah, I meant to see. Um, I meant to see the other Flip brother. There, I believe there are two. Oh yeah, that's me. I'm. Uh, I'm Maureen Flip. Oh, sorry. Are you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of the Flip brothers. Maureen. Okay. Maureen. Flip. Pleasure to meet you, Maureen. Thank you for Thank you. having me. Do, do, am I sat in the right place, or like, do you want me to? You're sat in my very high-backed executive chair behind my desk, but I don't mind. You know, I'll sit in the uh, sit in the on the stool if you like. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm if not, it, not all right, if it doesn't make you uncomfortable, that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll stay here. I'll stay here. No, by all means. Uh, thank you for coming to a meeting with me today in your office. No, no problem. Uh, I believe you've got a pitch for me regarding a television-based video game, television-based shows, based television. Yes. Uh, so, important question before I give you the rest of my pitch: Have you heard of Doctor Who? Have you heard of Doctor Who? Have I heard of Doctor yes. Who? Yes. Um, yeah. Is that the one? Uh, is that the one with Captain Picard? Yes. It yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Good. He doesn't know what Doctor Who is. That's perfect uh so uh, have you heard of the video game time splitters uh remind me remind right, so me time splitters is a video game all about um a, a bold man called simon no dang no it's uh, uh sergeant cortez is what his name right is. and he's got little tiny glasses and his eyes are red for some reason and he jumps between different time periods uh trying to gather time crystals so that the final leap will be his the leap home Right. Sure. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in a totally original concept that's nothing like Doctor Who, which you've clearly heard of and are very aware of, um, each episode, Sergeant Cortez has to go to a different time period, and and solve some kind of mystery, and get a time crystal, and and then keep making his way downtown, and and just going to different time periods and and zones in in each episode. Right. How does that sound? Okay. Okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, what What's the uh, the overall? Is there a Is there an overall series arc here? Yeah, to get all the crystals and then get home. Right. Because in okay. the game, 
we didn't see Sergeant Cortez's home. We didn't see him sleep or like go to the toilet or eat or anything. And it sort of dehumanized him a bit. And I feel like there's a real opportunity here to show him doing some very tedious things uh, that would make us relate to him as a, as a human being and a person, right? Right. So we're going to pad out some of the episodes with toilet scenes. Yeah. Eating cereal. Uh-huh. Big uh, time. Having his, having his hair cut. However... He doesn't need his haircut because he's he's bold. He just it's. I mean, we could we could. Go. Oh, sorry, I wasn't really paying there's, attention. No, I didn't think you were. There's there's an opportunity for a lot of brand deals here. You know, like he could talk. To, we could talk to Nestle, maybe the most morally upstanding company. I'm sure you'll agree. Where he can go back in time to the dinosaur land to get his right. his time crystal. But then there's like uh, Cocoa Rocks. There is that. That's pro- is that Nestle or Cocoa Pops? Nestle? What? Are, who? No, is that Kellogg's? I don't. It's pronounced Nestle, Nestle but sorry. yes, you're, you are correct. Am I? Yes. Okay. So some sort of relevant breakfast cereal for the time that then the kiddies can buy in real life, right? Oh, And perfect. if, he, if yeah. there's an episode where he goes to the toilet, we could be, uh, we could be, like, it could be an Armitage Shanks toilet, right? right. Yeah, I like Maybe. it. Maybe. Or, or when he gets his hair cut, it could, it could be with all L'Oreal branded equipment and, and yeah. products, yeah? Yeah, so that the... Kids who are watching will buy mm. an Armitage Shanks toilet for their yes. house. Is that well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've I've envisaged this conversation between a kid asking his his dad or his mum for uh, for an Armitage Shanks toilet, and I feel like that's a very realistic conversation that could happen. Yeah, just like Cortex. Yes, Sergeant Cortex. Yes. Uh, in yeah. terms of casting, how do you feel about mm-hmm. Vindazol? Um, it's not very good for the environment, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. Uh, good. Because yeah. I think he'd be a good fit. He's too busy going really fast, angrily at the moment in cars. But mm-hmm. I feel like if we could get Vindazel on board, he'd make a good, uh, Sergeant Cortex. Very croaky. Yeah. Croaky yeah, guy. Yeah, croaky guy. Yeah, sure. And the, the, the catchphrase is time to split. It's time. It's oh. time to, it's time to do the splits is what he says. It's time. It's time. It's time for splits. splits. Yeah. And there's, again, you could partner with gymnastics and there's merchandising opportunities. Basically, this show could be very lucrative and make you a lot of money, Maureen, if you go through with it. Sounds perfect. I'm always out to uh, outdo my brother, despite the fact that we work for the same company. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I get I it. like to know that, uh, that I seal the deal with the best show. Mm. So uh, put it there. Where? I'll just slap it out onto the desk. Wow. Goodness me. Yeah. It's a deal. Yeah, thank you. A lot of money. Yeah. The right. end. See you later. See you later. En- enjoy my thank office. Thank you. You're Bye. leaving me in here, are you? Okay, yeah, I'll just climb yeah. out the fire I, escape the same way I came in. I'm not going anywhere near that desk until it's been left for 72 hours. Right. Who are you kidding? You rascal. <laughs> right. Well, there we go. We've put the world to rights. Yeah, sorry, Baxter. I absolutely know that that was the opposite of what you intended to get with that question, but um, that's what you got. So here's a bit of bit of fourth wall breaking. Um, did I did I have a dream last night or not that or is this real that I asked you what uh, what game you were going to choose for that scenario? Because when I saw this running order, I was like, okay, do we do a serious pitch uh, where we do actually answer Bextra's questions? Because I I thought maybe like I had a serious ish one for Hogs of War with like loads of British comedians voicing different characters. 
And then I, I was sure that I wondered whether you were going to do a silly one or not. And I asked you and you told me you were. But then you did time splitters, and maybe I just dreamt. This is an invented, dreamt-up conversation. I'm afraid this is My this God, is a real dream conversation because I was going to do the running order for the show this morning, uh, right? But obviously, I <laughs> obviously I, I we sort of didn't have enough time because we got a packed schedule today because we were only we're only both in for one day or half of one day. So that that's yeah. all we've got this week to 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 record together. So I put it together at like half eleven last night in bed. As I was going yes, to bed. Yes. And I wasn't expecting a reply from you and you just said thanks. And I was like, oh, he's still up. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe you read it then and and then had a, this entire dream about the amazing podcast we were gonna do the next day. Because I was gonna ask you, and I must have dreamt about asking you, because I didn't know whether you were gonna be very silly or just a bit silly right. which is why i chose surgeon right. simulator okay. but yeah well I, I literally had a dreamt conversation about that that's that's weird on yeah. hi uh peter you're still sorry i just yeah. caught you before you left how's it going uh it's uh it's going did okay you, did you uh, i mean yeah, uh, sorry what happened uh, to your voice it's, it's going it okay? okay everything all right that water really changed you didn't it it certainly did. Yeah, it it it, it lubricated up my vocal, Your vocal cords. cords. I'm just had a thought about this uh, surgeon uh, stimulator, whatever it was, film, TV show, TV. Show, we do TV shows. Yes. Um, it's a bit silly. I was just wondering if you had any sort of last minute elevator. We are in an elevator, of course. Elevator pitches for me regarding a, a more serious show. Uh, elevator pitch. There's a game called Hogs of War that was on PS1 that was silly. Yeah. And uh, it was voiced by Rick Mayo, oh, who's Rick. no longer with us. No, he is. He just doesn't. He just. He's very secretive. Maybe, maybe we could use his body for the uh, for the Surgeon Sim TV show. I mean, show. he would have to consent because he is alive and he is a dear friend of mine. Right. right okay. Uh, in any case, given that he's either maybe no longer with us or maybe he mm-hmm. is, I thought we could instead get lots of other almost caricaturish British comedians in. Okay. Uh, to voice the the hogs, so it would be a silly a silly thing with anthropomorphic pigs who go on different missions every every week, probably animated, and they're just voiced by like whether you like them or not, just comedians that have their have, very much have their own personality, like Russell Brand yeah. and Peter Kay okay. and Kevin Bridges and John Cleese. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I love your hog. Really good hogs there. It's great hogs. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to you on Monday about it. I, I think this is very okay. promising. I've got to get out on this floor because this is where we do that surgeon thing that I was telling you about that me and the other executives do where we like oh, cut up the bodies and stuff. You can't... It smells Yeah, dreadful. you can't come in. Uh, it's really quite unsettling. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, Walt Disney's waiting inside and uh, Rick Mail and stuff. So I will, um, I'll, 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 I'll catch you on Monday. I'll catch you on Monday. There's a lot of screaming well, coming, coming in, from Peter. in. I thought they no, were no, dead. No, you've got to go now. What? This is oh. off limits. Bye. But but bye. The uh, curtain. The uh, fin. The, we did it. Scene. scene. Perfect. We scene. nailed it. First try. Leave it marked as scene and never reply. There we go. We may not have enough time or the or the ability to really do any of our silly shows at the moment, but my God, we'll find a way to be silly somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. we'll do it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you have opinions or thoughts on what we've discussed this week, then you can reach out to us via the following method, methods, locations, places. What's the correct term there? 
you can reach out to us in the comments section of where we put our content, like youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. Uh, where we put videos and live streams out uh, when we're streaming. We're modded by Lord Rotovich and Cecil Prumps. You can also reach out to us in the usual ways on social media, twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Luke Heldon is looking after Facebook and continuing to boss yes. it. Uh, we've got a Discord. Oops, we've got a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. All kinds of rewards. Early worst games ever. Access to a special room in our Discord, which is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. Mm. And that's being modded by Jack and Joe. Also, doing a good yeah. job. Uh, if you're listening, if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, you can get the audio version at play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash Triple Jump. Uh, we've got a website, triplej.merp. And the live stream VODs are available at triplej.merp forward slash VODs, which just redirects to our VODs channel on YouTube. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can follow Peter on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday streams every Monday, Thursday and Friday. As we've said a few times, our streaming schedule is changing ever so slightly. Thursday being the joint streams on Reddit, Monday and Friday being the solo streams on Twitch. Did I, see, I, did I, I did just Reddit say Reddit, there. didn't I? I heard it, and I, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was weird. YouTube is what I mean. I don't know where Reddit came from. I haven't got Reddit <laughs> open. There's nothing on this screen that says Reddit. Where did I get that from? Maybe you just read it off the, off the <laughs> sheet. <laughs> uh, worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons. Sunday for everyone else. Uh, it's not a worst games ever week. So don't expect one. The podcast is every Saturday and we try and fit in a show every other week. This week, with no worse games, we've got another episode of What X Means to Me. And if all goes to plan, it will be our first guest episode with a member of Cultaholic. And that will already be out. Mm. Should have gone out on Friday, so go and watch that. And uh, please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. I don't really know how that works. Anyway, as I said, the new episodes of What X Game Means to Me, that should be out now. We've got this new streaming schedule because we're, we're, we've brought on new members of staff and we're busy manager boys. We're having to scale back our streaming schedule to what it was before we started working from home. So we're returning to the two solo streams, one joint stream Blaze It model. Uh, Peter and I would usually stream Monday, Tuesday, and then we'd stream together on Thursday. Uh, Peter's still going to stream on Monday, but I'm going to keep my Friday stream at least for the period while I'm working uh, from home because uh, I like to stream on the Friday evenings. But that may yeah. change, so stay tuned. And also just a reminder that we will be part of the Uplink Retro Expo, the all-digital uh, retro expo. Ex, is exposition? It's not exposition, is it? Ex, expo... Ex, ex, uh, uh, exp- God, what does expo... Um, what is ex, that short ex, for? Ex, exp- exposure... Exhibition. Ex, 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 is it just not exhibition? Yeah, exhibition. Ex, I don't know where they ex, get expo exposition, from. as you... Like you said, I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird. Someone's screaming at us now. They'll know. They'll know for sure. Anyway, you can find out more about it. Uplink.liretro.com. That will be August the 8th to the 9th. We'll be streaming an episode of Worst Games Ever live. We'll be doing one. So do come along if you can. Ticket information, all that sort of stuff can be found. Uplink.liretro.com. Ah, Peter, just enough time to hear about uh, another expo that just passed. Yeah. The sponsor for this week's episode. 
you sound you sound worn out after that. Maybe you could um, refresh yourself or or re-energize by having a few of the new Ubisoft treats that are being released mm. to food shelves near you in a supermarket, including Assassin's Creed Vanilla, Far Cry Mix, yeah. um, Watch Dogs Cajun, mm. and uh, oh, still mad. I'm still mad about that. Beyond Pudding Treacle. It's strange, really. isn't it? Why wasn't that there? I don't know. It's everyone's you know? favourite. Everybody is contributing bits of treacle to it to help build it. Yeah. Uh, it's really bizarre that they wouldn't show that game. What am I going to do for when I need Pudding Treacle? I don't know, man. Treacle for my pudding if, if Beyond Pudding Treacle is brand is, is not available. You're it's the same. just going to have to play Beyond Pudding Treacle 2, but spelled T-double-O, as in as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a shame. Well, thank you so much for, for watching slash listening, everyone. We will be back next week. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks and your weekends. And we will see you all very, very soon. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 